Well, hello there. Black Ink Crew Chicago, BB Nola is on her way, Aww. and no pandemic is gonna stop her, y'all, okay? <laughs> Love and listings, it's all vibes on the Palm Springs trip until the self proclaimed yes. quote unquote elephant in the room, Taylor, pops up. <laughs> to catch a beautician, we are catching some awkward moments. Mm-hmm. And on RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars, we will give Blair St. Clair a call after she's the latest yes. queen to sashay away. Aww. Guess what? VH100, the podcast is starting right now. Hey. Hello, hi, and welcome to VH100, the official podcast for all things VH1 and more. If you haven't subscribed or commented, you know what I'm about to say. My name is Easy Manole. Hey, and I'm Lejeune, and we're excited about another episode of BH100, the podcast. So if you guys want to get in on this conversation, make sure you're using that hashtag BH100podcast and talk that talk with us, you know? Like, yes. just do it. Just do it and get into it. Right. What's going on? Are you good? So good. I had, like, the most relaxing weekend. Oh, my goodness. You know, y'all, just because, you know, we can't hop on these airplanes and because we're quarantined. You yeah, know, you seem very zenned out right now. Like, we- what's going on? <laughs> Yo, my weekend was so popping. I had, like... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't sound like it because the tone of your voice is like, my weekend was so No, my weekend was literally lit. I went to like this, um, like beachfront suite in Long Island and. Uh, Okay. With who? (laughs) 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 I mean, you got like an extra. Listen, I don't know. I honestly, I'm not sure what happened and how I ended up like LMI, but a bitch Buddha. We'll talk about it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) <laughs> well, at least somebody's getting booed up because I'm not. Right. I'm getting booed down. Okay, oh, all the way down. Oh, it's you fine. Know we... It's fine. I'm gonna take it back to these streets real quick with a mask right. on, of course. You heard? So, you heard? All right. I'm not. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm no longer in timeout anymore. Okay. Right. No time. And I put in. myself there like, idiotically, but time okay. In, so boo. somebody might be booed up and had a great little time. Yes. How was your weekend? <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She even gave me some spirit fingers. All right. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize all this was going on. I mean, I, oh, I don't know man. if I even want to talk about my weekend because clearly you're just like, you're rubbing your head over there. There's like a lot going on. And I know that none of y'all can see her because we are on a Zoom. Right. But I wish call. they could see you, your, re- my your facial very, reactions I'm very to me. <laughs> they're priceless. Y'all well, need to see this I'm man's face. I'm so confused face. because... It sounds like you had an amazing weekend, but your tone is very like stream forward. You're like, yeah, my weekend was lit. It was so it good. Was so it, good. It, it was. It was. And just... I might be booed up. And no, I'm like, it... what? <laughs> it's like miss. Okay. No, it was just like so good that I'm in like a, a zen, and I really needed okay. like a. You know, honestly, we had a biweekly meeting on the production side, and one of the senior executives reminded us all. He was like, "Guys, any vacations?" And everybody was all you crickets. crickets. Take, there are some right. people taking vacations. I right. still have not done that, but that's fine. right. And he was just reminding us. He was like, "Guys." I know that, you know, we're not really, you may not be doing vacations, but please do a staycation, do take days off, like whatever you can do, don't just be sitting there looking at the computer every day, month for months after month because we're gonna go crazy so i was like oh wow, i feel right. seen okay <laughs> right and so when somebody was like oh let's get out of here i was like bet let's do it and oh I somebody took, see there friday, we go again i have friday off 
easy. Listen, guess what? All right, this, I guess we should. This somebody shift gears. is no stranger to the podcast. I have talked about this person on 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 episodes. What? Yes. <laughs> Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about a coworker. Whatever. I was oh, like, what no. are you talking oh, about? Oh, no. Oh, my. I was like, is it me? You like, I wasn't there. Okay. That, I, I was like, I remember that one time a year ago, I may have flirted with you on the, fo- on the right. podcast. But I, I think remember. it was more than once. But anyway, let's get into oh, the okay, shows. Yeah. All right. Let's get into <laughs> the shows. Let's get into the <laughs> Put me on plus. <laughs> All right, so on to Black Ink through <laughs> Chicago. Baby Nola is on the way. Doesn't yes. matter what kind of dream Charmaine has now because that baby will not be going back in. Right, okay? and it's not just a little juicy wet wet this time. It's the yeah. real thing. <laughs> oh, God. So, <laughs> Neek is rushing to get Charmaine to the hospital, which we know she had some heightened anxiety about going there especially after watching the news surrounding COVID-19 which I, I can't imagine because as a person myself that cannot have bring a child into this world I I was already stressed out about it so I cannot even fathom being and pregnant or I trying to deliver about a child. our girl because I was wondering to myself imagine bring a child into the world right now how well she did it be. y'all charmaine right. did it right right up front and center and this is all on top of the new mommy nerves that she's already dealing with which is why before the whole due date she went to that mom support group and she's just like yo i'm just feeling squeamish about everything but according to the one mom and maybe yeah. lejeune you can co-sign on this i'm mm-hmm. not sure mm-hmm. once the baby's head is out it's not that bad right well I- listen hey i got an epidural Okay. That, mine did not wear out. Once that epidural hit, everything was okay. In fact, oh. like as soon as that lady stuck that needle in my spine, there was so much pain going on. You don't even feel the needle, and then the okay. pain ha- the pain went away so fast. Even the nurses were like, were like, "You don't feel what's happening right now." And I was like, "No, what channel is VH1?" Uh, <laughs> and when, when it was time to push, she's I was always ready. working. I was ready to push. And you want to hear something crazy? It felt like a poop when he was really coming because they were like, "Stop pushing!" I was like, "No, no, no! It ain't done. <laughs> Nothing I can do." <laughs> oh. But she was she was so calm heading to the hospital. I yeah. mean, she seemed like she was in pain, but she was very calm and collected. Yeah, and she kept it really cute. She sure did keep it cute, but. Back to that little poop conversation mm-hmm. that you just brought yeah, speaking up. Speaking of poop. Yeah. Speaking of poop, the, the one mom in the group here. did mm-hmm. like say, you know, you're, of course, going to get the baby's head out by pushing, which some additional internal content will most likely come out. Yeah, that happens then, a lot. I didn't shit the table, but I hear it does happen <laughs> a lot. Lejeune's like, I ate my fiber that week, so I was good. <laughs> Look, I just, I was like, I just knew that poop was coming out. I was like, whatever. <laughs> but you already know I had a situation when I drank too much with whatever. Let's change. The okay. Story. Wow. She's she's sharing a lot today. Right, right, right. <laughs> Check you out. But then, you know, she did give her the, ex, uh, the disclaimer that you may also bleed for about three to six weeks afterwards. A lot of pleasant things to hear around this kind of pregnancy and delivering, uh, especially for Plug, who is there in support. I was and- really nervous about this meeting because I'm like, if you have anxiety, don't talk to new mothers because they know the truth. That's yeah. the thing. Like, we, there are certain things that people didn't tell me, and I just had to realize, like, the bleeding yeah, and after. You, so on the flip now, are you happy that they didn't tell you? About these things, so you can just go into it kind of blind, right? Kind of, because like if I knew, I don't, I probably would have still done it, but no one tells you how latching on breastfeeding can hurt, like, 
Oh, we have like, even no more tips. Like no one tells you that. Like no one tells you that. No one tells you that it's you might pee on yourself a little, for a little uh, while after. Sure, so I do. I have some female have family members that that happened to, right. and I was right there for them. I just, I did the cover. I'm like, yeah, we got you, girl. Like let's bring it to the bathroom. Bring it to no the bathroom. One, yeah, no one can prepare you for the lack of sleep. Like they try, they tell you, but they're just like, yeah, she'll see. Yeah, and so that's not the only thing that you have to worry about because then, of course, there is the whole postpartum depression of I it all. I know, and that could she's come dealing into with play. so much. Yes, and so, she's concerned about that because she's saying, you know, I don't have a lot of friends with kids and my mother is not around. Where one of the moms who lost both of her parents before giving birth tells her, listen, I had the same thoughts and concerns, but things will come to you and it will work out on its own. Yeah. And that's when I was like, whoo, this support group was a good idea because I'm like, oh, Lord, they're just going to leave. She's going to leave here with more anxiety. But I think she was able to leave. um, But she did say she did feel at ease. Yeah. Yeah, Because because she she didn't. She turned to her mom. Yeah. They they were able to relate to those experiences in a way that I don't even think she could have anticipated and more than one person. So that was really, really great. Yes, exactly. So hopefully, you know, all things will work out. But I'm sure she's hoping things will work out even more between Kitty and Jess over at Second City Inc. Okay. So again, before Charmaine was on her way to the hospital, Kit gave Charmaine a FaceTime call about not giving her the heads up on Jess's return, which Charmaine claims she forgot to tell her how Jess offered to come back. Kitty brings up that help card again that we talked about the other time (laughs) Mm. saying, you know, it's fine. But the energy Jess had coming in was something else where Charmaine does break down their separate roles. Right. Kit is there to elevate the overall brand. Jess is managing day to day with artists. And we know Jess feels it's her duty to encourage, you know, women of color artists since Charmaine and Kit can't offer that. Right. So she's like, I want to be that inspiration for these women. And it looks like she is. Yeah. And happy to see that Charmaine did break that down because we've been down this road before where she kind of blindsided the both of them last season when there wasn't a lot of details on what their roles were. She kind of just like went for it. But But I do think if your role is to help elevate the brand, you should have some sort of say at least consultation about new hires because that's a huge part of the yes so that brings us to the next set of details that need to be ironed out still hiring new artists so jess's friend steven comes strolling into the shop he's getting a tour from kit but doesn't mention to her that he's actually friends with jess and he likes the element of surprise when she's like why didn't you tell me that you're friends with jess meanwhile he's like crashing with jess while he's staying in chicago but kit's like Listen, I'm not a fan of surprises, but surprise, she gets hit with another one after Jess wants to show Steven his booth. So, of course, there's back and forth between the women on how the hiring process goes in front of Steven, who's watching them like a tennis match. But yeah, he's, he's like, good. I feel like, I, I feel like I'm starting a, a problem here. <laughs> I know. But I guess he got a little turned on by it because he took a liking to Kit and her bossy aura. Yeah. I was like, okay, sir. I'm he not was mad like at that. that. Twice. I was like, she's like, yeah, she's bossy. I like that. And she's like, well, what what do you, Jess is like, what do you like? He's like, she's bossy. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, listen, I can get into that because I like when someone else takes charge. Right. So. Me too. Because I can, <laughs> I can be a little pushy and not we pushy, can be a but pushy. I can, um, assert myself in a certain way where I like to someone that can match that energy. Oh, 
Well, it seems as though maybe you found somebody that. Oh that my god! For you. <laughs> okay, all right. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> what is happening? We're all about auras here, okay? All yes. about auras. Yes, and we are. Seems Don knows a thing or two about auras and energy, vibes, all that thing, because he's picking up meditation crystals and stretching it out to get that Zen zone going until four his blender. And then Ashley comes rolling through with the boys because we know that Don is staying with four at the moment. Right. So they are separated and she's not really here for this whole co-parenting thing because of the constant packing of the bags. And then you have to drop the kids off. Then, oh, fuck, did we forget something over there? Did we lose this? Oh, great. Now I got to pick up the kids or you're picking them up. And there's like this whole orchestration thing kind of going on, which how do you feel? Listen, I understand. I understand that, you know, it's you want to be close to your family, especially during this national pandemic and with you and, you know, the your husband being on the outs right now, him being the father of your children, it's tricky because he's very active. And I think Mm -hmm. that with Don, with communication, some of that load may be able to be taken off. So if you're saying, hey, it's too much when I have to pick up everything and be the one to make sure, it's all about communication and saying, hey, how can we both take on this load? Can you do some of the pickups and, and, you know, can you come get get them so I'm not doing it? Can you be responsible or can you purchase certain items so that they have stuff where you are so that we don't have to get home. And I'm like, exactly. great, nobody to has a toothbrush. Exactly. And that's a problem. Because like, where's my toothbrush? Yeah, so that's something that, you know, I had to deal with um, in, in East, even with quarantine, you know, mm-hmm. um, with Wes. You know, sometimes it was just easier for us to be upstate just because Todd is so young and I needed him to have some place to play. But at the same time, I want him to be able to be with his dad. So when yeah. I'm in Brooklyn, we work it out. So sometimes he comes and gets Todd from me now and I'm not always dropping yeah. him off. And, you know, he keeps certain things. Taj has his belongings over there because that can be an issue. And it's annoying when you come home and you're like, no toothbrush, your glasses. Ah! Like, yeah, like, <laughs> and it's an easy frustration because it's already a frustrating situation. So yes, you're just trying to make it as smooth right. as possible. And then you but have with, an attitude and you want to like fight about a toothbrush, and you're like, you're like "Wait, no, why no, am no. I really upset?" Yeah, it <laughs> no, it's a it's a deeper thing. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I don't want to say, you know, your situation at like you're a couple hours away, but Ashley's talking about bringing the boys down to Texas. I know, which is which so, is a little further. I know, and, and like you're saying, like yes, and, her family and, and also, is there; they can help out. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, Don doesn't take the news too well. And Ashley chucks up the deuces and pieces out of Forrest's place. She's like, goodbye, sir. We're not having this conversation now. Mm-hmm. Which brings Don to meet up with his lawyer. Yeah. Brings this information over. And he's just like, listen, I'm not trying to put my sons through another separation again. And we find Which out that it makes a if, lot of sense because it hurts it to watch the first one. Yes. So. We find out that if Ashley wants to move more than 25 miles away from her permanent residence, there needs to be a court approval in process. And to get that approval, we need to outline why it's in the kid's best interest, which could bring up a bigger issue because then you're putting the whole situation under a microscope Mm -hmm. and potentially the history of the relationship could come back up. And, you know, we did see the flashback clips 
It could get dicey, but yeah. I really hope we do not go down this road. I know. I hope we don't go down this road for any sort of approvals. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, he's made his mistakes, okay? He's acknowledged them, but he's grown and not just in the muscle sense. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's a grown man all around. Exactly, because we saw his reaction from that flashback, how he reacted the first time she said she was taking the kids versus the second time. Boom, That's growth, that part. Folks. That is called growth. Okay, so we are getting there, and I'm sure we will get it together. I am so- confident. Yes. So on next week's episode, we see that COVID-19 has heightened. Ryan is getting nine mag in order to shut it down. And this even gets Jess and Kitty on a video call to decide what are the next steps for Second City Inc. Because again, Charmaine is en route to the hospital to deliver baby Nola. Yes. So we shall see what happens. All right. We shall see. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so over to Love and Listings. It's all vibes out in Palm Springs with the group until Taylor walks in with a suitcase in tow where she thinks everyone is going to be apologizing and empathizing with her after what she went through. But to her surprise, the apologetic energy she was getting via text didn't happen in person, which I can understand why. Because if you're unreachable... Some folks don't know where your mindset is, especially if you're giving them the silent treatment, which is something I'm currently going through. So on top of that, while everyone's trying to keep things light and saying how the food is good, this, that and the other thing. When Taylor's quipping that, well, it's not that nice and the company could be better. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, hello. Obviously, some folks won't know how to approach you, though, because they're just like, okay, she's pissed, and I've reached out the balls in your court. And we and- already know that she has a bit of a temper and a, um, a little bit of a history of sort of going all the way in when when confronted. So Yes. I'm not, so, not everyone is uh, likes to argue and likes confrontation, no, they so sometimes sure you not. Stay, steer away from that. Exactly. And Ty, who she is working with again after he apologized. Right. She loves apologies, right. y'all. Give her an apology and you're good. And she is there. But he called her out before she went on the Palm Springs trip, yeah, telling yeah. her again, like we're saying, how do you expect someone to apologize if you're not picking up your phone or even replying? Yeah. Especially if you're saying, oh, weak ass text messages, which we know that Sam formulated one. Right. As she, she said, dra- she put a nice thing. I know what she meant by that, because, you know, when you like really formulate, formulate it, you're like thinking message. about it, like, is she yes. going to take this the wrong way? Yep. Like, you delete you, some words, you rethink yep. certain words, you really think you that write it in through. your notes first. And then you, you do the copy paste. That's right. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Taylor's saying weak ass texts and 20 phone calls don't cut <laughs> it. Then you have this 24 hour expiration period of hers that if you don't fall within the time frame, you're declined and blocked. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, so how are you supposed to get in contact with you? But, you know, there's a certain number of people that fall into this whole grouping. And she mm-hmm. sure listed it off. She's like, Eric, for not having my back after the situation, but didn't do anything during right. Sam. For piping up when she when I was already going at it with Ajani and then Zach for just bear hugging me and not doing anything about the situation. And I'm mm. all, okay, so she had a list and some reasons. 
Now, meanwhile, the whole reason Eric got the trip together for everyone is because he didn't want Taylor to feel off track and feel alienated, which Zach is all about, too, because he's like, yo, we just need to be working together because the more we all work together, the more clients and properties can be sold, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this man, Zachary, he is working it with Samantha love 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 it so he made sure that she got that main bedroom of the house there's like a conversation talking about twerking contests in the hot tub where i'm just like can we just fucking kiss already because this tension that's happening i'm just like i can't even process it and i'm also thinking like sir you don't want to piss off miss vivica a fox because they've now built a friendship after zach has been showing her some properties even invited the man to some brunch with her and her friends and i was like oh wow they're really tight now But she straight up asks him about his love life. And after he spills the details about Sam, she gives him the eye, Miss Vivica, saying, you are no side piece material, mister. Right. And it is interesting, though, that he omitted the fact that Sam was wanting to explore their relationship last season. Not saying he deserves to have this, quote unquote, side piece title because of that. But it is important to know that tidbit because Sam did try to go for it. Right. You know, and I wonder if Vivica would have thought a little different. If she had that piece of information, that's why, folks, you know, when someone's asking for your opinion and giving you the deets, ask them, is there anything else that? Yeah, that you happen to be missing out on because we often as humans, we're all guilty of it to give a one sided story. So try to think holistically. All right. But hopefully he can get Vivica this new house that he showed her because we had a happy dance again. He was busting out that small chandelier for her in the kitchen to give her that full vision. So he was like working it. So fingers crossed for Zach on that front. But there's no happy dance going on at Ajani's place, though, while getting ready for that Palm Springs trip. Her boyfriend, Taryn, is feeling a type of way since he won't be going and knowing Andrew could pop up. So she's saying it wouldn't be a problem where Taryn is all, uh, yeah, it is. And he hits her with the switch up. And I always love a good switch up. If this situation was reversed, how would you feel? And I love doing that to people because that really like puts them for a loop then. Yeah. So, of course, she's insisting there wouldn't be a problem because she has trust for him. But come to find out when they first started dating, Ajani was entertaining some exes, which obviously now we understand why Taryn has trust issues with right. her. Right. Because I was like, oh, Cause she said some exes, like plural. So I was like, mm-hmm. alrighty then. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if it's more than one. Entertainment. Yes. Like okay. But they are looking for a place to move in together. So we shall see how that goes. Yeah, All right. we shall see. Because you know oh, everybody wants to pay a little less in the rent, you know. But is it? True oh love? yeah, I mean we I've been there. I lived see. with the ex for three months or four right. months at one time. Because I was like, where are you going? Where am I going? Who, where's everybody going? We don't even know anymore. Exactly. Ba-bam. Then over to Jacob, who hasn't made his way yet to Palm Springs because there's some safari business to tend to. He and Aunt Diamond are in a cigar shop reminiscing how Shuggy took care of everyone back in the day. And I love that little the little pet name. And I was like, oh, are we all allowed to call him Shuggy? I know, right? Probably not. I feel like if you're in the music industry, you get to call him. Or Shuggy. his family. Right. I would yeah, 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 I don't see him saying like, yeah, anyone could call me Shuggy. I I definitely think it's a family thing. But that's no, okay. No, but remember when he was saying uh, talking about how Safari, he was like, I can't fail this cuz he they going he going to tell people, you know, Shuggy didn't get it right. And I was yeah, like, Yeah, exactly. Oh. 
So obviously with Jacob welcoming his new baby girl, he needs to bring in that coin. Yes. So on Diamond is like, yo, what is the status of Safari's house for this music video? Because we all know he didn't go for the last one. So now this gets Jacob to think outside of the box. Yes. It links him up with his friends Maverick and Devin since... You know, like you said, he doesn't want it out there that Suge Knight's son can't deliver. Right. Now, they have this spot that Safari falls in love with, but the gag is it's $30,000 a day, which is $10,000 above the budget. Yes. All right? Right. But like I said, Jacob, where is he? He's not inside that box, everybody. He's nope. outside of it, okay? He's outside of that box. And he figured it out. He got Safari the place for 20k a day and talked to the owners on how they could contribute to some foundations that they, you know, support, which right. is also a good tax write-off, which I'm all like, "Okay, I didn't even I don't know anything about that." Right. <laughs> but there you go. So, since he closed that deal off to Palm Springs, Jacob goes where he told Angie it was a dude's trip, which we know dot 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 that it's not 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 right a dude's trip i'm like come on now sir yeah no that's not gonna work and i understand that angie may be a little jealous based on what he told us in the past because we haven't seen her pop off yet but Mm -hmm. he told us however trust is very important and if he's trying to take this relationship seriously you have to learn how to communicate with her and get her to understand that this is what you do and there are going to be times when you're with this group yeah with with the females included with Taylor. It, with the group. Taylor, with Taylor. Taylor. So Taylor. we shall see what happens. And and the thing that's so crazy is that, you know, he's one of the only people that she messes with right now. So Yes. I know because so. she's on the outs with everybody else. So it is going to be a little dependency going on. I don't know. So next week's episode, Taylor storms away from the dinner table and seems Zach is getting fed up with some things. But cue that hot tub and Sam... It does look like Zach does get that kiss, so he should be good. And then Eric does invite Andrew to the trip, which he does take him up on it and seems to bring Ajani to tears. So next week, I'm sure there's a lot more that is about to go down. Yes. Now, before we get into To Catch a Beautician and give Blair St. Clair a call from RuPaul's Drag Race yes. All-Stars Lejeune, what is the hashtag? You guys know what it is. If you want to get in on this conversation, use that hashtag VH100podcast. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, before we chat about To Catch a Beautician, quickly wanted to say that our hearts are with Tamar yes. and her loved ones during this difficult time. We are hearing that she is doing better and she is in good spirits. So just keep that head up, girl. You know yes. that we have a lot of love for you over here, okay? Yes, so much love. Because she spread so much positivity to some of these ladies that have been going through it. So the same way mm-hmm. that she has been spreading that love is coming right back around to you, sis. Nothing exactly. but love for you. But this week, we met Paige. She was looking for a press and curl with a Riri-inspired curly hair look, but ended up with a second-degree burn. Dead. She- yeah, no bueno. I just she couldn't. Wanted, I was like, what? Yeah, she wanted to polish her look for her 10K subscriber party for her YouTube page. And Paige actually has hair endorsements. So hair is a big part of her brand. And yes. that's when she found Rosalind, who is a beautician that specializes in natural hair. Now, let me ask you, Easy. Do you have hmm. any idea what a pressing curl or a hot comb is? Do you know these things? So I do straight up no i did okay. not know a single thing Cute. i mean obviously from the episode now i do now you know yeah right so <laughs> and i would be yeah. completely terrified to put any of that near my head 
I know. And so as a God kid, bless y'all. this is the thing that's so crazy and how I can relate to this episode. Well, how I know the severity of this episode. So yes. as a kid, you know, I would get my hair pressed all the time, but my mom mm. would do it very most often right in the kitchen. She'd have the hot comb on the stove. We would wash our hair, blow dry our hair, and then we would get our hair pressed. And then the hot comb came through after your hair then was dry. The, after the hair was dry. But Boom. sometimes there would be, there was, sometimes maybe the hair might be a little damp or sometimes maybe it was the hair grease that you put on your hair to protect your hair. Maybe it's too much grease, but that thing would burn and you'd be like, ah, ah. But like never, it it would always be steam. Never did it actually like leave a, a scab in or my a head. Or blister so, or anything, uh, anything of that nature. Yeah. Well, Oof. when Paige sat down with Tamar and Johnny to give them all the deets, we learned that her hair apparently wasn't all the way dry, which was a experience that maybe I may have had in the past, but obviously <laughs> like, not as extreme. Over here. <laughs> right. And so when Rosalind started hot combing with the first sizzle, Paige's hair was burned. And then to add insult to injury, poor girl was charged for a style after she lost her hair. Yeah. And, and she got injured. Right. But she didn't really realize that she had the scab on her head until she got home. But she mm. did know that her hair was burnt because, I mean, you can only smell that. Yeah, I mean, yes, really. All- if you didn't see it, you could smell it. Yes. But post hair catastrophe, Paige literally spent thousands of dollars on covering up a bald spot between sewing weaves, extensions. She Oof. just had to spend so much money to un to try to cover up the wrong that was done to her head. Mm-hmm. And then to add salt on the wound, or should I say burn? You oh, know what I'm okay. Hey, <laughs> I, like, I was just trying to give you a little pay. cosign. Yeah, that was so good. But Paige even lost. Paige probably doesn't appreciate that, though. No, but I'm, I'm not sure. making fun of you, Paige. In I promise you. I mean, after that pop and bob, I don't know. She's probably good now, girl. Yeah. You, no, but, you know, she lost some of her natural hair endorsements as well. So, no, you're right. It probably is not funny at all. No. Yeah. The bag. The bag was um, compromised. So, that's like a it, on top of the hair, the bag, too. Yeah, so no, that's no, no. how you know we had to call our girl Rosalind in for the usual trickery. So when she comes in, she sits down with Johnny. She's thinking that she's going to have an opportunity to work with him. But we learned that she's been doing hair for 37 years. Mm-hmm. Although apparently she doesn't do too many press and curls, which isn't uncommon because a press and curl is more of like an old school style. Now, uh, since women started getting more relaxers you Mm. didn't really press your hair as much you would just get a relaxer then you don't have to worry about getting your scalp burnt by a metal hot comb how and then also you can wet your hair because when you get your hair pressed and combed did you notice the difference at the end after her hair was washed and yes that shrinkage is a mother so if you want to have to not ever be around water it's easier to not go with that style so Mm. i'm not surprised that she's not doing as many pressing curls because even now that more women are rocking their natural hair you don't want to apply heat that much so it's not something that you want to regularly do and but then if you do relaxer, you, you can't leave it in for too long. It's it's so many. You just There's have to so be many, careful. Make you gotta sure be you're careful. working with the professional folks. And this, I only know this because watching the show, everyone. Right. <laughs> and then speaking of a, a professional, when we reviewed some of Rosalind's looks, the work was looking really good until we got to Paige. And you know how it goes sometimes. They try to yeah. pull the old, the old, that's not my work that's bit. That's not me. Who would you? Right, is this right, a, right. From the internet? Exactly. <laughs> but after a second here? look, right, right, right. After a second look, the client, it, started, it all started coming back to her a little bit. But she said that the client actually came into her shop with that damage from tight 
white braids. And she mm. had actually advised the client to take those braids out. But when Johnny sort of asked her about the scarring, she claimed she had no idea how that occurred. So you know our girls had to come out. Tamar was like, it's time. Homegirl said, oh, it's time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because she had enough. And then also, like, she was just talking to Johnny about, like, how many clients she does in a day. She's like, oh, yeah, I do 15 in a day. And he's like, how do you how do you do all that? Yeah, because she has no assistance. Well, honestly, he was saying that she could probably do more because Johnny said he would do 30 in a day. But he yeah. had three assistants. If he had assist, yeah, but, like, her solo, he's like, how right. are you doing 15 clients in one day by yourself? So Right, exactly, sis. How are you making it work? So when our girls came out, Rosalind was shocked and she was not happy she had the stare no. of death i right? i felt it through the screen too that was like the dd look disappointment and disgust like what is about to happen here i when i met her i was like yeah now i understand why she had to come to tamar to help too because uh, i yeah. wouldn't even i'd be like you know I'm what miss i'm gonna just go online and leave a bunch of reviews because i'm not messing around with <laughs> you auntie that's why she didn't come back. Right. Like, no, but no, no. When, when Paige rolled up, she remembered her, but she claimed I would never lay a comb on her head, which was interesting to me because we later learned that Paige reached out to her and she offered to let her come back. So if you offered to let her come back in, why would you do that? Unless she was like, nah, I know I didn't lay a head on her head. I got to see yeah. this for myself. Yep. But Johnny reminded her about steam and, and how that can actually happen. It's a thing. And her response was, well, now I know. And yeah. she eventually gave like a very lackluster apology because there, there, there is a lot to process as it's going on because you're just like, OK, Tamar's here. Oh, Johnny's here. There's, a, you know, there's cameras here. And now, cameras oh, here. shit, and this is like, about me. Oh, oh this, this is, is about my fuck up. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot. But and but even though she was upset and embarrassed, she agreed to boot camp. Mm-hmm. But did you peep our boy Johnny? He read the temperature in the room and he was yes. like, well, are you willing to work together <laughs> so that we can learn? As yeah, he did. To, he's a good. He knows how to read a room. Yes, he, he was does. very good with the tiptoe. Like, let he, me not tell her what I usually tell everyone is that I'm gonna teach you some techniques that yes. you need to know for going forward. So I was like, yes, that's really really great. So mm-hmm. when we get to boot camp, he really wanted to focus on efficiency because we know that the big issue here is her trying to do everything herself and not getting everything done. And when you're rushing, it can lead to a messy work, and a messy work can lead to a burnt scalp. Hello, which is why we are here. Right, exactly. And so in doing so, he introduces to some new tools that will cut time. Now, have you ever seen that suction hair blower? Oh, no. Emmanuel, I need, I have to, like, after, right after this recording is over, I'm going to research where I can find that blow dryer because it's so, it's good for the hair. It's faster, but it also applies less heat. And then you may have noticed he said it helps you keep your curl texture. And that's the thing that yeah. you don't want when you keep blow drying your hair. When you want your hair to get curly, it won't have its natural curl pattern. So I'm I so like seeing it in that. use too, because I was all like, "How the hell is this thingamajig gonna work?" Me Cause I, too. I don't, you know, I I don't really use a hair dryer because I don't need to clearly, right. but but you know, he I also like recommended an electric hot comb, and that helps control the temperature. See, a stove can get up to 800 degrees, mm. so it's sort of hard to control the temp. So he just basically introduced her to some really cute, cute tools like some updated tools that she she was already familiar with but they're like oh this is the updated like the of today tool exactly 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 and after boot camp johnny asked rosalind if she was down to do Paige's hair again for a chance to redeem herself redeem herself and she agreed Mm. But she was still feeling some type of way after what she referred to yeah. as an ambush. I know. And she did not want to talk. And poor Paige, she was just so yeah, sweet, like humble, that chair, gracious. The right. chair moment, I was like, oh, 
MG. I know. And she, you know, Paige was the one, even though she was the one, the victim here, she was the one that initiated the conversation. And she honestly really broke Miss Rosalind down. And it led to what felt to me like an actual genuine apology. Yeah. Because sometimes you do need to nudge somebody along, like how we just said, how Johnny tiptoed around her. Because you could pick up on someone's vibe that maybe she wasn't like angry at her, but she was just like embarrassed that like there's a lot of emotions to try to deal with. So, you know, you need some easing. You're right. And then, by the way, it was so amazing to see how that blow dryer worked in action because we just saw a little quick. Oh, yeah. You love that blow dryer. Here she comes. Oh, my goodness. It was lit. I mean, oh, my. All right. Good. Anyway. (laughs) But for the reveal, Paige's good girlfriend came out, Cece. And even Rosalind's attitude was turned all the way around. It was was a whole 360. So I was like, oh, my goodness, this is going to be an amazing reveal. And I was correct. When mm-hmm. Paige came out, her bob was amazing. It was bouncy. It was beautiful. And I'm not even going to lie. I thought she had some tracks up in there. I was <laughs> like, oh, so we decided to add a few tracks, you know, just for body, you know. And Tamar must have thought the same thing because she asked, she said, girl, is that all you? All you, yep. And Paige confirmed, this is all me. So she, oh my goodness. That's why she gets those endorsements, everybody. Yes. She's like, mm-hmm. And now we know why she's serious hair. about her business. Absolutely, ladies and gents. And I really feel confident that after this reveal, she better get those hair endorsements back. Back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This was a really good one. No, I know. I enjoyed it. And I didn't, like, especially just, like, seeing them go through the... The, the, the new, motions. Like, the the motions emotional the, roller coaster. All of that. Yeah, because so. I didn't think that Miss Rosalind was going to be down for the boot camp. And then, you know, when we saw Homegirl walk away in the middle of the boot camp, I was like, somebody's <gasps> going to say the wrong thing and she's going to be like, I thought we were gonna I've been have doing hair for 37 years. I don't have time yeah. for this. I don't even do like, any of Oh, my gosh. Oh, my I know. gosh. So I did think we were going to have another walk-off. No, it was beautiful. And I honestly think that she learned from that because these are some really cool new newer tools. Mm-hmm. And then I know that Paige walked away feeling really beautiful. And although it wasn't the curly look that she intended, I'm sure that this bob was better than anything she imagined. The bob was bomb. In. It was the great. Bob there was, was, the, the if hair you want a chic look, sis, if you're looking for that chic look, <laughs> that's the bob. So you you got that. That's the bob. <laughs> yeah, that's the bob. <laughs> that's, oh, like, like that's the gag. That's cute. There you go. (laughs) All right, beautiful. So now on to RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Our queens were faced with a stand-up comedy SmackDown challenge where Ms. Cracker chose the order since she is the reigning challenge winner from the following week. Yes. Well, to her surprise, she wins the challenge again. And sadly, Blair had to sashay away. So now we do have a top three but i do say we check in on blair because she was very emotional with this i know i know honestly it hurts me every time somebody has to sashay away because i know how much everyone wants it yes and the hard work so i we have to call boom off we go hello (gasps) ring 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 what's going on Oh my gosh, hello, how are you? Oh, we are mad cute, how are you doing? Girl, you know, I'm mad cute, looking like (laughs) a bomb in my sweatpants, you know, living my best life in my quarantine. I mean, we all are, I'm not gonna lie. How's Peggy, how's your mom? Oh my gosh, she's good. I I actually called her right before you called me. And she was, yeah, and and, well, I had to get off the phone and tell her that I had to talk to my people. So I mean, yeah, thank you for the click over. Thank you, Blair. But when I called her, she was like, 
hello, this is the famous TV famous Peggy. I was like, oh my gosh, she is so drama. (laughs) It got to her head. I mean, my mom would do the same thing too. My mom was on the local news regarding coronavirus stuff and she posted it all over like her Facebook and her Instagram. Like, (laughs) just me talking about corona. I'm like, miss, calm down (laughs) with your 101 fans. Like, that's enough, all right? Calm (laughs) down. She let you know where you can reach her for bookings. Yeah, exactly. Contact my son at VH1 if you need to. Yeah, I'm like, no. So we did see that we had the stand-up comedy SmackDown challenge. Yes. And we yes. know Ms. Cracker chose the order, right? Yes, Do we love did. how candid she was? Because she was like, listen, I want to fuck you up as much as possible. And yes, we are allowed to curse on this podcast. Yes! And, <laughs> and then even coming for you, like, hey, so Blair, you've been making the judges laugh a lot this season. So hopefully if I put you after Juju, you'll be intimidated. Good luck. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, well, honestly, like, good for, for her for having a strategy. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, in the moment, I was like, and also watching it back, too, I had the same reaction. I was like, girl, why the hell did you tell us your strategy? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, have Very a strategy. Yeah, like, have a strategy. Be all about that. Be as transparent as possible because you are Miss Cracker and you're the whitest of the white girl that I know. Boom. But, like, <laughs> but, girl, like, keep the strategy to the confessional. Yeah. No, yeah, she laid it all out for y'all. Laid it out lie. on the table. <laughs> but how are things with Miss Cracker today? We're good. You know, we, we talk all the time. She is a good Judy of mine. We were like season 10 sisters. We've always been really close. Oh, we had good. a lot of disagreements on our season, and we just had some, you know, just like tension that's had a like really built up, and we are definitely like frenemies. But we're good friends at heart, <laughs> and I didn't want the competition to get in the way of our true friendship in real life. Oh, that's sweet. But did Cracker's masterful plan work? Did Juju's stand-up intimidate you? Mm. Juju's stand-up didn't intimidate me, no. But (laughs) (laughs) uh, no, that certainly didn't intimidate me. I intimidated myself. I had so Mm. much freaking pressure on myself. And, you know, when you see me having my little session with Ross and the ever incredible Jane Grakowski, uh, it went really well. And I was pretty confident... I was really excited. I felt really prepared. I had prepared a lot of um, things before Drag Race. So I thought, you know, like, oh, if there's ever a comedy challenge, let me pre-prepare some like a skeleton of maybe like a roast or something that could mm-hmm. work in a, in a joke type challenge. So I had some skeleton of an idea of how I kind of wanted to take things. And I wanted to be very roasty because I know that's not my personality. So some of my jokes were a little bit more pointed. Oh, and yeah. I just felt a lot of pressure. I knew, like, obviously, I had to either win the challenge or I was going home. Yeah, so which, it's not just like you have to do well; you have to win. Right? Yeah, it, exactly. Because we know if you're not winning, you're in the bottom. But like, as you said, yeah. yeah, during the rehearsals, you were like killing it. Ross was all about the roasting. Jane Krakowski was like impressed. And you know, while we were in the workroom, there were some little braggy daddy things going on. You're like, oh yeah, I have to cut down my material. So looking back now, would you have changed anything? Yeah, and totally, like, you know, there are so many excuses, but it, honestly, I will be woman enough to tell you that it came down to the fact that it was on my delivery that didn't, I didn't execute it well. Like, I bombed the challenge. I deserved yeah. what happened afterward. I'm not one to be like, mm. to complain and blame everybody else for all the problems that happened. There were problems, of course, but at the end of the day, like, I was the one responsible for not being on my A game that day. Well, yeah. that's a winner's attitude, 100%. I mean, hello. And right. listen, we all have our strong suits. We're not perfect at everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. It happens. Well, did you know that Jane was following you on Instagram? 
Right? No. Uh, <laughs> I was so I was so shook because I've been such a big fan of hers for years. Yeah, years and years. It was so cute. I love that. I love it. I love it. And so obviously we know that Miss Cracker wins the challenge and everyone is in the bottom. We talked about this. And chatting with the girls after the runway, you had a very somber look on your face, even like holding back tears at some point. Like what what was going through your mind? Because I was like, no, Blair, don't get in that headspace of you're like, I'm already going home. Yeah. And well, so I'll be honest, in my brain internally, I knew that the girls were going to vote me to go home because it was kind of down to based on report card. And I wanted mm. to plead my case, but I wanted to plead my case in an onuent gen- uh, onuent and an on- honest. <laughs> you, you created a new word. Onuent. Right. Honest I wanted and to be genuine. genuine. I wanted to be onuent. Um, <laughs> so like, I wanted to be like honest and genuine. And I just wanted to tell people, you know, I might not have won a challenge in terms of being the top all-star of the week in this competition, but I have won many, many challenges in this challenging competition for personal victories. And I think that that shows my growth as both a person, a drag queen an all-star. And I felt that like, I really wanted to plead my case on based on what I can offer the, the franchise of RuPaul's Drag Race as being, you know, a crowned winner and what I had versus just being like, Oh, you know, keep me on my report card. Because like, yeah, I knew that people were going to vote on the report card and I knew that was going to happen. I, I, I yeah. knew I could see it in the future, but I also was trying to stay positive. So I wasn't going to knock myself either and be like, Oh, oh yeah, of course I, not. I, I I totally bombed. I was gonna, I was like, you know, I wasn't my best. And right. I was just, yeah. I was trying to keep that positive mentality because I knew that if I told the other girls I bombed and I was terrible and I was not good today, I didn't want to feed them and let them know that I didn't believe in what I did on right, stage. Right, right, but, right. Exactly that part. Because you know how that goes. Bite you in the bottom. Yes. Right. But watching Cracker and Kennedy Davenport go at it, who were you secretly rooting for well i was gonna we we noticed that you were lip syncing along yes. i knew every Actually, word we, you knew yeah. every single word <laughs> i knew so every what, single word what kind of lip sync would we have gotten if blair was up on that stage mm. i one don't with think the words you want one with words <laughs> one with my mouth moving correctly to the right syllables <laughs> the right syllables no i honestly i you know so i come from like a theater background of and, and i've really evolved my aesthetic and who i am as a person since um being like a a traditional theater queen, but I probably would have been more stationary and stood fairly still on stage. And I kind of would have delivered you the full theatrical story of the song fancy, because it's not just Mm -hmm. a fun bop. There aren't really a lot of repetitive words besides the small chorus. It is a poem set to music. It's a story. And and, a lot of words in that poem Mm -hmm. too. And I really would have (laughs) delivered it and, and shown the story of that, that girl that Reba singing about of like, because you know it's going out and working being a working girl for her family and coming home to provide yeah and and i think that the girls lost a lot of meaning like there could have been so much emotion and grit and rawness and that lip sync of fighting to the end and i think that's yeah. why that fancy was that lip sync song and instead it was like i'm gonna twirl my hair and i'm gonna you know do this little dance step here and i was like okay cool like live your best life but that's not how i would have done it Mm. Got it. Okay. I'm yeah, glad we asked. Yeah, I know. Hello. Because <laughs> you always think, because, you know, there's all this pressure. It's like, do I have to do a wig reveal? Do I have to r- rip something off and do a wardrobe thing? Do I got to do a split and a cartwheel? Like, sometimes, no, it goes boiled down just to the lip sync, y'all. Right. Yeah. This right. this song to me was lip sync and emotion, and that's all you need to deliver if you could deliver the story. Right. There well, this go. whole voting someone off and lip sync assassin twist is enough to process in itself. But then adding the whole campaigning accusations. Oh, what are your thoughts? 
And I, who do, who do we, believe? we believe? Yeah, what's going on? I honestly do not know what I believe at all. I will say, though, I was a little skeptical of Alexis because she had made an accusation saying that they're telling Cracker earlier in the competition, oh, there are other girls talking about you yes. behind your back. And Blair was apparently campaigning to send you home, Cracker. Well, let me set the record straight by saying I was talking about Cracker in terms of her being in the challenge, not badly of like, oh, I want her to go home. She sucks. But there's no way I could campaign for her to go home because she was never in the bottom two up until that point of the competition. Mm -hmm. So there's no possible way I could have ever even campaigned for her to go home, A. And B, my philosophy was I wanted to get to the very, very end with the best people on the stage mm -hmm. and leave it all in RuPaul's court. Because at the end of the yeah. day, you can't pick the winner. RuPaul picks the winner. So I wanted to get at the very end right. to be like up against the best bitches and be like, okay, now mama, you pick who is the best bitch of them all. Right. Who's the best? Right, right, right. And there you go. Yeah, because we so, did have Alexis on and she's insistent. Like, no, no campaign, no campaigning happened. But I, I didn't, I didn't see it. I did not see anything. Um, but I will say I did not vote for Alexis to go home with that accusation of her being campaigning uh, against shay early on co the competition because i'm one of those people that was like you know there's no factual evidence it's hearsay and right. at this point in the time i'm gonna go with the innocent party until proven guilty mm. yes. and there was no proof no proof she said she said hello right, mm -hmm. right now speaking of voting you picked juju's lipstick and said the reason why was because you knew she'd forgive you later so did you yeah think that shay would feel a type of way if you picked her lipstick over juju's yeah, uh, you know, I know Juju the longest. I've known Juju before I did season 10 of Drag Race. Yeah. We, and you're we, on, on, on Juju's song Tonight and Forever. Yeah, we're, we're really good friends. And yes. I yes. and we were really, really close going into the competition. And we became even closer, which I didn't know was possible throughout the competition. Aww. So I, I, I really thought, I was like, look, I have this really strong inkling that the other two girls are voting for me to go home. And even if they don't, if for some reason they don't, I'm comfortable voting for Juju B because even if for some crazy reason she were to go home, or if I were to go home and she just saw me pick her lipstick, she would understand and forgive me afterward. After the competition was said and done and be like, girl, I totally understand what you were doing. You were just, you know, going off your, the report card as well. And she had won only one challenge in the season. And, mm -hmm. and I knew that if I voted for Shay, I love Shay and we become very close as friends, but I didn't know her as well. And I didn't want her to think that I was voting for her based on anything else other than what I saw in the competition. Got it. Okay. Yeah, a lot of things, a lot of factors to co that come into play yeah. when you're on this yeah. show. So yeah. good job. Thanks. <laughs> yes. You're welcome. So we want to play a quick game with you called Ru Who Ru What? Yes. Okay. Where we will quiz you on the who, what, where, and why from this current season of All Stars. Are you ready? Oh, I was born ready. Okay. So okay. we don't have a lot of sound effects, so I always use my voice. Here I go. <clears throat> First question. When reading... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm professional. All right, here I go. When reading Alexis's goodbye message, Ms. Cracker thought she signed off with this word instead of AS5. Who, what, what was it? Yeah! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Literally, when I saw that too, I thought that was ass as well. I was like, oh, she right. said love ass? I'm like, I mean, hello, we all do. Right. <laughs> Question number two. This queen was the fourth lip sync assassin. Rue, who was it? Oh, okay. It was the week after Monet, the week before Vanjie. So right in the middle, it was Morgan McMichaels against Miss Cracker. Ding, ding, yes. ding, ding, ding. Good job. Yes. All right. Check you out. All right. So we have two more for you. Yes. Question okay. number three. India Farah, Derek Barry, and Alexis Mateo all live in this city. Rue where? 
Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey, it must be an interesting time to be in Vegas right now. I know. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine what the strip is like right now. Boom, oh that part. All right, Lejeune, what's our last question? Last question. During one of the eliminations, Miss Cracker wished she had Whiteout to put on Gina's name on the lipstick. Rue, why? Um, why is because she believed that Angina was the weakest performer in the first week's challenge of the talent show um, when the bottom two were actually Mayhem and Derek Berry. Boom. Hmm. So there's a little asterisk because she did say that she, Angina didn't believe in herself too. So, oh, okay. but it was within there too. So that's it. You did it. Ding, 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 ding. Winner, winner. Yes. Right, I know. Yes. All you win is just uh, this phone call. So congratulations on that. Right. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank, thank you for playing. Yeah, of course. Of course. So what else to get off your chest? We know you have a new right. album, Identity, coming out. What else is going on in the world of Blair St. Clair? Yeah, my new album, Identity, drops actually tomorrow, which I'm... Hey, oh. Or um, I should say in the this world of uh, this week. It's this week. So my new album, Identity, drops this week. And if you've already pre-saved the album, you've gotten a new single every single week of All Stars. So I'm excited to be out in its entirety. I am hoping, depending upon the world we're living and the COVID pandemic, but I have been cast in a lead role in a feature film. So I should be filming that in Los Angeles, Hollywood, um, sometime hopefully in the near future, depending on how how safe that is. And um, this is the biggest thing that people might not really see from me. But I'm actually taking a big step back from doing some traveling and doing some performative things on the internet because I'm kind of just trying to take a step to really focus on me, my family, my mental health, and really refocus after preparing to film All Stars, you know, actually being in the competition and now having months leading up to it and actually and working for so many things that have come out and actually Mm -hmm. living in the world of it being on TV. So I'm just kind of taking some time to do me. Okay, good. All right, that was that was good. We're very into that. Indeed. And we did see at the at the end of this episode, Rue gets a mystery phone call, something about that's happening next week. Yes. We're not sure what, what exactly is going to happen, but we do see that some of our eliminated queens are back, right. and we may get to the bottom of this whole alliance situation, and I'm assuming you were there, so we're very excited to see how yes. that all pans out. Yes, I'm very indeed. excited. I'm hoping okay. we get even a few more tidbits of information with other people's confessionals that I've yet to see as well. Ooh, okay. And there we go. Blair is tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> so we have our season finale next week, y'all. And we will have a new All-Stars queen. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. But yeah, thank you so much for taking the time yes. out and apologize to Peggy for us for, you know, taking her child away for a quick little uh, interview. No worries. No worries. She's on the other line. I'll just pop right back on. Oh, boom. Oh, damn. She's been waiting this whole time. All right, Peggy. She got the time. All right. So, so we'll let you go. Thank you so much. Thank we really you, do appreciate Drew. you. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. 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 All right. So that was light and lovely chat with Miss Blair St. Clair. I do declare. I do declare. And also, you know, the final challenge is our queens are collaborating on Rue's latest song, Clap Back, where Todrick is back. And you know when he is involved, it is a whole production and half that's about to go down, everybody. Mm -hmm. Boom. So there we have it. Lejeune, you know what that means. Oh, my goodness. Are we? It's the end of another podcast. So what are we dedicating this show to, girl? What's up? What happened? It all happened so fast, and there were so many amazing things that we watched this week and that we just discussed on this podcast. That's why. I know. You're right. My mom thinks that we speed up our voices, by the way. I don't know if I've ever told you that. 
You did, yeah. She's like, did. I don't think that you both talk that fast. And I, go, I asked yes, my calm mom. Down. Yeah, I was like, Mom, do you think that we're talking too fast? She was like, No, but you're cutting off Emmanuel. You need to listen to that. And I was like, What? what? We mom. <laughs> right. We finish each other's sentences, <laughs> Mom. Says, it's mom. a vibe. <laughs> right. right, anyway, so, but no, right. Yeah, On to this week's b- podcast dedication. Drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode is dedicated to Don's a magic Aladdin carpet. <laughs> According to four. According to four. That <laughs> you was know a cute what? ass carpet. It was a cute carpet, but the reason why I wanted to dedicate it, aside the fact that that was a Ooh, fun little shady stab, but yes. I love the positive energy and you know. We were discussing this earlier, the difference between Don the first time that he learned that mm-hmm. maybe his kids would be going away and this time. And I think that it definitely has something to do with his mindfulness and him putting so much attention into his wellness. So I love that he is doing what he needs to do to yes. keep stay in his place of peace. And so I love that. And, you know, four was cute with it, with his little shady joke. And that was fun. I so I loved it on many different levels. So that's it for today, folks. Me too. Okay. Well, thank Thank you so much for that, Lejeune. You're welcome. I appreciate you. So that is a wrap on episode 60. Hold on. Isn't it 65? I knew it. Okay. So that is a wrap on episode 65 of yes. VH100. Please make sure to subscribe, comment on iTunes, and remember to spread the word. That's right. And, of course, be sure to follow the official Instagram pages for VH1, Black Ink Crew, Love and Listings, To Catch a Beautician, and RuPaul's Drag Race. But bam. And for example, I am at Easy Manoli. That's E Z M A N O L I. That's right. And I'm at I am Lejeune. That's right. Like the month, the one last month. <laughs> <laughs> she still can't get over it. That's why she's stuttering. All right. So make sure you're listening to us and keep it 100. 100. VH100 is brought to you by VH1 and Revolver Podcasts. <laughs>